is Joe DiCiara, CPA, the founder of Bedrock Bookkeepers Online Academy. I am uh, happy and I'm glad that you asked me to be a guest on Act Local Marketing. Act Local Marketing for Small Business, episode 135. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business. This is episode 135, and I'm the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. Each week here at Act Local Marketing, I'm going to share a strategy with you that I call today's takeaway. And that's where I give you at least one action item that you can walk away with right now to implement and grow your business. And of course, I also always invite a special guest expert to help you with some aspect of growing your business. And today's guest is an author and an entrepreneur who has a great story to share with you today. So stay tuned. In the online world, especially e-commerce, and what do I mean by e-commerce? You know, like Amazon, you know, stores that are online, for example. There is a term called conversion marketing, which is, uh, it essentially means the act of converting a visitor into a paying customer. When you think about that definition, though, it's appropriate for offline visitors to your business as well. There's actually an annual convention called the Traffic and Conversion Summit, where people go to uh, learn the latest, greatest methods in the online digital world in uh, traffic and conversion. But like I said, there's a lot of these practices that we can take and adapt and use them in our offline world with real traffic, you know, real visitors in a real door. But let's get to today's takeaway. I promised you an action item that you can have right now that's going to help you grow your business. So here it is. My guest will share several examples of effective conversion, I'm absolutely certain. But part of converting a visitor into a customer lives in the sales process. You recognize that. I want to give you some techniques that you can consider for increasing your sales offline. Number one is advertising and not just offline advertising, but online advertising on Facebook, for example, can be very specific and targeted and is a good value for the dollar. Second is providing samples to your visitors. It's not always an incentive to give away a lot of freebies that uh, can cheapen your brand, 
but a clever sample of a best-selling item or of a new product can be very effective. Third is, I, I need you to do this, give a critical look, and I mean actually look with your eyeballs at your current product offerings or website design because looks do matter. We make a split-second decision based on that first impression, so evaluate if it's time to revamp some of the visual aspects of your business within your actual brick and mortar, the signage on the outside of your store, your logo, the things in your printed materials, or your website itself, because looks do matter, and that first impression is going to last a very long time. Fourth is recognizing that your employees are your greatest assets. They're the front line, and they have a great deal of influence with your visitors. So make sure that your training and profit sharing opportunities are top notch. So employees feel like a real part of the team and there's a sense of community within your business as well as outside of it with your customers and that broader community that you're selling to. And finally is over deliver. You've heard that phrase before, right? Undersell and over deliver. Nothing makes a customer happier and will cause them to give you great word of mouth, which is priceless, by the way, than over-delivering. So the value of what you offer is absolutely apparent to them. Drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com, and I can help you find ways to make your business extraordinary rather than a commodity for your customers. And that is today's takeaway. Please connect with me. Find me on Facebook and Google Plus and Twitter, all those social media platforms. I would love to get to know you better. And please tell your social media followers about Act Local Marketing. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review on iTunes. They're very important to me. They help me reach more busy boomers like you so that I can share these golden nuggets that, that my, uh, I, I have the word visitors stuck in my head. My guests are willing to share with you and they are as well priceless so you want to hear them go ahead and subscribe you'll know every time a new episode comes out now it's time for a very short break but when we get back my guest today steve dar is here and he's stepping to the front of the room stay tuned i feel so close to you right now Axe Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Hey, Ag Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, 
where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.com. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And as promised, I have a new guest for you today. I want to introduce you to Steve Dar. He is an expert at driving, converting, and monetizing traffic. That last one is very important, monetizing traffic. He's managed over $1.3 million in online advertising spend, working with Fortune 500 companies, and has been an entrepreneur since completing his undergrad degree. He's the founder and CEO of Conversion for Good, a conversion optimization agency that works exclusively with mission-driven businesses and nonprofit organizations. Now, in December of 2014, his first book, Profit Hacking, was released, and the book has drawn positive reviews from best-selling authors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers. And I'm going to let you let him tell you a little bit more about himself. Steve, welcome to Act Local Marketing. Thank you. That was a great introduction. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on. Well, I'm glad you can make time. I'm always happy when uh, guests can make time to share their expertise, you know, with the rest of the world, so that they have, all of my listeners can, you know, continue to move their businesses forward. So my first question for someone that I've, I've never met that's coming on the podcast for the first time is to give me your entrepreneurial journey because I like to collect them. You know, I, I think of them as these little tidbits, you know, that I, I put together and keep in my head. Um, so I, I want you to expand a little bit more on your bio. How did you tell me about your journey and how you came to be doing what it is that you're doing? Yeah, so I, I wasn't like um, the, the entrepreneur who was, out hustling since the age of five, right? Like selling like Mark Cuban story, selling garbage bags across the neighborhood. And then he was doing something else and something else. So, but it started right out of college. So I had a finance degree uh, from the university of Illinois and I got a job as a financial advisor with this huge company, one of the largest companies in the world, massive conglomerate insurance company. And I thought that that was my dream job. I thought I was going to be doing that for my entire career. I had no plans of really being an entrepreneur, starting my own business. Being a financial advisor is slightly entrepreneurial in that you have to build your own book and stuff like that. But basically what happened was this company hired me to be a financial advisor specifically for K through 12 school teachers. And I realized really quickly that the plans that they wanted me to, to put teachers into were the worst possible option that a teacher could have. There was really expensive hidden fees. Mm -hmm. The benefits that they 
they had you promote were almost guaranteed to never come into play because there's all these stipulations around them. And But this company that hired me and a couple other companies that were similar dominate the market. About 80% of teachers have a retirement plan with, with them. And it amounts to about $3 billion each year being taken from hardworking teachers who don't really have a ton of money uh, to start with, who are, who are putting money away. It's, and it's being taken from their account by these fees and basically put to the, the top line and bottom line of, of massive conglomerate insurance wow. companies. And so I felt like it wasn't necessarily my choice, but I felt like based on what I had learned about investing, personal finance, stuff like that, and being put into that job was, I had this great amount of information to share with teachers about how you can save so much more money, you can avoid these fees, you can actually protect yourself. And so I, I took it upon myself at the age of 22, almost 23, to start my first company to help K-12 school teachers get access to better information. And it was just this amazing, spectacular, epic failure. <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, very humbling because I don't know if, if you felt the same way growing up in the public school system in, in America. Um, like a lot of things were, were like not incredibly challenging. Like I've read a lot of stuff about how schools in in Europe and some other place in, in the United, in the world that are now leaping the United States in education, mm -hmm. their kids, even like their most intelligent students, fail a lot. And I think that um, I needed to fail a lot, <laughs> and so that's what happened. And, and I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know very much about sales. And so I just started diving deep into it. How can I learn everything I can about driving traffic, converting traffic, monetizing it, whether that's offline or online. And I started learning about it, got good at it, got some practical application doing it for Fortune 500s, and then um, and now doing it for, for my clients. Right. How interesting. And, you know, little did I know that the teachers are being taken advantage of almost universally, it sounds like. That's really sad. Yeah, it's it's really difficult, I think, to be a teacher, and that's why we see now the the average lifespan of a teacher's career is getting shorter and shorter, and because they're getting squeezed from all sides. So they've got the public pension, and a lot of states have done a bad job of managing those funds. Then the private companies that claim to be fiduciaries are not providing them the best options, but they're also not given a ton of leeway with their own curriculum. So states with like it started with um, no child left behind but then yes. now have to teach to a test to be yes. able to get test scores yeah. and so they feel like they're they're being pigeonholed and not being able to creatively express and be free yeah, to manage their classroom yeah, and, very little room to be creative within your job and that you know for a lot of people you, you can't i can't handle that right i need mm -hmm. the opportunity to be creative and a lot of people do and it's exciting for me now that i've learned through publishing and marketing, profit hacking, my book about marketing, is that I'm gonna take everything that I know and was trying to teach to teachers, but was largely ineffective at doing it, at least making the impact on the level that I, I want to have. And what I was doing is I was selling my services to teachers for you know hundreds, thousands of dollars. I'm gonna put everything that I know into a book and market it and publish it and hopefully get it in the hands of thousands, maybe tens of thousands of teachers and for the price of you know twelve bucks, fifteen bucks instead of right. so so yeah, which my is hope much is more palatable for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and, and it feels better for me, right, to be able to, because um, I had to run a profitable business and sustain, you know, a, a lifestyle that, I mean, it wasn't extravagant by any means, but, you know, you have to live. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I'm excited to be able to kind of make it go full circle. That Because everything that I learned about marketing started with the reason to make the teachers think successful. And then, I mean, my path started diverging and going different ways, but I'm excited to take it and now go back and yeah. kind of complete that original original mission. Right, wrap it back around. Well, let's see if we can share some golden nuggets, you know, with people who have not yet picked up the book, which, again, t- tell us the name of the book, Profit Hacking. That is the, the name it. of the book. And you can get it on Amazon, right? Easily, mm-hmm. everybody goes to Amazon to get their books today. It's the easiest way to uh, to get your books. You can go to Amazon, and you and it's it. I'm sure there's an electronic version, but it's a real book too. I mean, that's not always the case, but you can either get the print version if you like or the electronic version. So, uh, let's get some some uh, s- some. I just lost my train of thought for a minute. That happens when you get older, Steve. Steve and I can see each other, even though you are listening, but we can actually see each other as we talk. And he's a young gentleman compared to me. And uh, I warn you, as you get older, you do lose your train of thought from time to time. But anyway, let's see if we can share some of these. I don't like talking tricks, but maybe, you know, a few tips for people so it starts to, you know, make their brains go, oh, you know, here's a few things I can do. So you you have something that you call the fastest way to double your profits that it will only take tiny tweaks. Mm-hmm. So talk yeah, to me about so, that. So this is specifically talking about with your website or online, okay. but the principle does apply offline. Okay. So if you think about it, so there's really three leverage points, three levers you can pull on to grow your business. And so in the context of, of your website, there's traffic. So there's visitors coming to your website and there's conversion, the percentage of them who take action. So if you have an e-commerce website, the people who actually complete the purchase, go through the, the cart and the checkout process and click the buy button and give you the money, mm-hmm. that's conversion. And then there's economics or monetization. monetization. So what's the average order value or the average lifetime customer value? How frequently do people come back and purchase? Do people refer you and, and become a, a way that kind of do your marketing for you and, and multiply so that one customer becomes two or three or five? And so if we were going to take it offline, Traffic would be people walking into your store or inbound phone calls. Right. Conversion's the same. So how many of them actually take the next step in your process? And then monetization is, again, the same. So a lot of times people are really focused on the first part of it, traffic. So like, how do I get more foot traffic? Or how do I get more visitors? How do I get that? And so that is like incremental growth, like one person at a time. And it, it's hard to expand in, in that way, um, like, so let's say you're getting 10,000 visitors to your website every month. It's taken the lifetime of your website from the day it started to today to get to 10,000 visitors. So to say, oh, well, we're just going to double it. It's going to take some time unless you, know, you come up with some new strategy or invest some money into driving the traffic. But the conversion rate usually, and, and most websites are, there are, what happens is people build their website and it's just a bunch of guesses, a bunch of assumptions. They like, I think this is going to be the best thing. It's going to be the most effective at converting visitors. 
but they're untested assumptions. And so there's a very high chance that there's a better version of your website somewhere within, like as if your website is a big block of granite and you're a sculptor who would sculpt away and take off all the things that don't really explain your message or your value proposition that clearly, or don't make it that obvious to your, your ideal customer or prospect that you're the best option for them. And so there's a good chance that by running some tests on your website or collecting some information from your customers, you can better address their needs, their wants, their desires, either in your store or on your website or both that will get a higher percentage of them to convert. So if you want to double your business and you want to think about going from 10,000 to 20,000 visitors, that is kind of a large gap. But going, if your conversion rate's like one and a half percent or 2%, going to 3% or 4%, like you might just be a better value proposition away from that. So like one sentence that like is maybe the first thing your your clerk or like your employees say to your customer when they walk in the door or the first sentence that they see on your website when they come in. So it's just obvious that like, Oh, this is exactly what I was looking for. This is what I need. And so there's a lot of leverage in understanding the psychology of conversion as opposed to trying to hustle and scrape to, to get one at a time more people to come in mm-hmm. because the conversion, like if you get, like if your number is like 20 people, 20 customers a month is what you need. Um, you can either get to it by increasing the number of people that come through or getting more of the people who are already coming through to take action. To buy. And we, right. Exactly. And when you get more people who, who are already coming through to take action, it doesn't take any more time, effort, energy, resources, money to get more people to come through. You're just maximizing and being more effective with what you already have. Interesting, because I'll, I'll tell you, I've done a, a lot of networking, right, in, in building my business or even working for other people. And it seems that we're constantly chasing the new customer, right? That's what people do when you meet them. They're constantly chasing that next new customer, next new customer. They give very little thought to the existing customers they have or um, even if they're not customers, people who are already familiar with them. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It takes a lot more time, effort, and money to find a new customer than it does to keep customers you already have and find ways to have them buy more of what you provide, whether it's goods Mm -hmm. or services, right? It seems so easy when you say it, but yet people don't do it. Yeah, and... And I, it's got to be like some psychological thing, right? We're like, we're always looking for like the new, the next, but there's gold in what you already have. Like there's so much available and really, I mean, I think one of the best things that you can do for your business online or offline is to, and it sounds so simple, right? But like talk to your customers and ask them like questions. So like, depending on what your business is, you're going to want to tailor these questions, but like ask them you know, in the next six months, the next 12 months, like what is your biggest goal, your biggest desire? Like what is the thing that you want or need to have happen to be healthier, feel more successful, grow your business, uh, you know, heal your relationship with X person and then say, what are the barriers that are stopping you? What do you think is the biggest obstacle between you and that ideal? And, or like what stopped you in the past from getting there? And, get them to emote, like talk about 
the the pain or the struggle or the frustration and then maybe ask them like what's the ideal method that you see that would get you to where you want to be and they're going to tell you what their what their ideal vision is what they want for their life or their business or their relationships or whatever uh what they think is going to get in the way or has stopped them from getting there and then how they want to resolve it and from there I mean, if you can't figure out products, services, events, offerings, whatever, as well as like the, the copy or like the way to sell it, um, I don't know what to tell you. But like, I mean, but people yeah, like they're basically I mean, giving you the answer. They're telling you exactly what they want. You just right. need to give it to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's it's probably there's probably a lot of ways that you can serve your existing customer base in new or different ways than what you currently are. Or, you know, if, if it's not your area of expertise, maybe you can do a joint venture or some sort of partnership thing with someone who, who is. And um, and your customers are gonna love you for being able to take care of their problems. I mean, if they see you as someone who's effective at helping them get what they want, they'll, they'll keep coming back and they'll refer and they'll talk about you. Yeah, absolutely. So you're an expert at driving traffic. Okay, and that's one of the biggest problems people have. I can't tell you how many. I work with a lot of um, entrepreneurs who are over 50, so this whole digital world can be slightly confusing to them. And many of them, and brick and mortar does this too. You know, I've worked with restaurants, you know, who, who will do this. They build, it's the field of dreams approach. You know, if I build it, they will come. So they do it with their website or they do it with their brick and mortar and they say, we're here. And they open the doors and they expect traffic. But that's not the way the world works. So what tips can you give us for driving um, not just any old traffic? Because, you know, we no one can help everybody. Or That's one of my pet peeves when, when mm-hmm. people get up and say, oh, yeah, I help everybody who eats. You know, come to my restaurant. doesn't work that way. So how can I drive not just traffic to my website or my, you know, brick and mortar, you know, foot traffic, but really the right traffic, you know, targeted traffic. Yeah, so my my formula for for traffic is Ooh, should people I guess get a, little... a pencil to write it down? <laughs> formula? Well some algebra. It's coming? a little it's a little counterintuitive. Okay. Because everyone thinks that traffic is so there's this great quote, it's begin with the end in mind. And it's Stephen, Stephen R. Covey. And so the end is a, a customer, right? Revenue, being able to monetize and, and be profitable. And so traffic is the beginning. And most people think, well, so right, like I've now built this website or I've now built this brick and mortar business and I built it and now I want traffic. I want people to come. And the, the problem is that you might get hundreds, thousands of visitors to your business or your restaurant, but you might not have a really great process to convert the traffic and then properly monetize the traffic. So even if you, by chance or by luck or through calculated smart effort, campaign strategies, investment, get all the the visitors, if none of them buy or a very, very low percentage of them buy, you've mostly wasted your energy, your money, and so on. And so I am much more interested in perfecting the conversion and the economics or the monetization piece, because if you're good at turning traffic into 
customers, clients, sales, whatever, and you're good at, at monetizing those conversions profitably, then traffic's the easiest thing in the world because you know that with, through, through Facebook, you can target people in, since we're talking about local marketing, you can target people just in your town or your city, your state, whatever your, your business serves, the area. Google, the same thing. Um, more and more platforms are allowing you to geo-target. So if you're paying a dollar for a visitor and you know you're making $2 for every visitor, then that's a trade you're going to make as many times as you can every single day as profitable. And so it's just interesting that people are like, oh, how do I get traffic? But there's an abundance of it, right? It, it's the, the number of people on the web is extravagantly high yeah. and, and growing more like with each year. Cause, um, I mean, this doesn't really help local businesses usually, but you know, more countries are getting access to internet and high speed internet and more people, right? Like now you see toddlers using iPads and iPhones and they're on internet connected devices and, and, um, you know, people who are, uh, like for example, my, my mother, is not the most techno technologically savvy person, but in the last couple of years, she's become a, a competent web user uh, on desktop and on mobile. So she does infinitely more web browsing than she used to. Right. And so, and, and that's the amount continue to occur. Yeah. And the amount of time people are spending online because now they have their devices with them all the time, and just we're more and more connected. So yeah. there's more page views. There's more you know, total traffic. So there's never a shortage of traffic. There's never a shortage of your perfect prospects out there. It's just about can, do you have the, the system or the whatever in place that will, will convert them? And if you do, then you will have more traffic than you can handle. You'll have a capacity problem rather than a marketing problem. Interesting. Very interesting. And I know per personally, uh, I'm, I'm at fault. I know all of this, and yet I get excited when I start a project, but I never quite take it to the end, the, the parts that you're talking about, you know, having all the things in place. And I, I never liked the quote, begin with the end in mind, because I don't want to see the end, right? I get, I get excited by the beginning, so I don't want to think about the end. But hearing you say it back to me now, it makes far more sense to recognize here's the end product I want to produce. And yes, that, that might change form, you know, over time, but here's where I'm trying to get now what has to be in place as I move backwards to that, because I can think of project after project after project where I didn't finish that final piece or two. And that's what's missing in this whole conversion and profit formula. I can, you know, I can see it in my head and can kick myself for letting it go all this time it's silly yeah and, and even like if you want to extrapolate it out to like i remember when i was first learning about like business and entrepreneurship and stuff like that um, some really intelligent people were saying you know, you always need to have an exit plan right like you need to have like your sale the sale of your business like mm -hmm. in mind and like that never made sense to me at the beginning i was like well i don't want to sell my business like i'm passionate about this i love this like i'm putting all this energy into it, like why would I want to sell it? But now I'm reading this book and it finally clicked. It's called Built to Sell. And so 
even if you never ever end up selling your business, being able to have like build a business in a way that it is sellable just always gives you that option because you never know what's going to happen in in life. And so if you build a business that is unsellable, then you're kind of trapped into it and mm -hmm. you are put like between a rock and a hard place. And so it's kind of the same, like if you build a, a business or like a, a campaign, marketing campaign where you're really focused on the traffic side and aren't always continually working to improve the conversion and the economic side of it too, then you're, you might find yourself trapped in that you maybe not have like a good way of, of generating people that come through and you don't want to let that go, but it's like, maybe it's hard to measure whether it's effective to know like exactly, like I see it all the time, especially with local businesses, like they spend money and they have no way of knowing what works, how much exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. very frustrating for me in talking to local businesses that are, especially businesses that are well-funded spending lots of money on advertising. Mm -hmm. Not all of them are that lucky, but some of them are. Uh, like I worked with some automobile dealerships and they tend to have a lot of money to spend on marketing. Um, but to ask them whether something worked or not and have them say, oh, I don't know, we just sort of throw it all out there and as long as we keep making a profit, we don't worry about it. It, it it's, gives me an ache in my belly. Because mm -hmm. they could be yeah. taking it so much further if they really knew what was working and what wasn't. Yeah, and, and that's the beautiful thing, if done well online, is that it's possible to track and measure everything down to the penny, down to the exact person. So you can know exactly what worked, what didn't, and to what degree. And it's possible to do it offline, too. Uh, it takes a little bit more work and strategy and you know using some direct response marketing principles usually to right. be able to do it, but right. it can definitely be done. Yeah. Okay. Here's my next question for you. So we, now we know that we have to leverage these conversions, right? So in my head, in the audience's head, we're recognizing I got to leverage these conversions, but are there opportunities that are often overlooked by businesses? They're just not, you know, they're not recognizing that they're there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be tailoring it a little bit more to local and offline because, I mean, I'm sure you've probably said and heard and know that it takes on average, what, like five contacts to make a sale? I, and I've heard even more. I've heard people say yeah, seven, seven or 13 or, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever the number is, is more than one or two. Yes. And, and I, I think that that's a problem, right? Like, because people have very short attention spans online. And they'll come to a website and unless it's immediately, instantly clear that I understand you, I understand your problem and I'm here to solve it or your want, your need, your desire, whatever it is, you, your business is the one to at least for them to explore more into. They're going to bounce. They're going to leave. They're going to go to Facebook or YouTube or the cat video page. Um, and so there's, a, I think every website that, is, is serious about being profitable online should be doing retargeting or remarketing. Basically, if you're not familiar, it's this little code, like one line of code that you put on your website, and then everyone who comes, it, it drops like a cookie or a pixel on their browser, and it says, 
that this person visited your site. And now when they go around the internet, various ad networks will pick up the fact that they have this cookie or pixel and they'll show your ads to them. So it's like a way of follow-up marketing. It's almost like it's almost like allowing every single person that visits your site to be added to your email list, but you're adding them to like a remarketing list. So you can follow up with them, send them offers or information or updates or whatever it might be. I'm sure like if you have never done it for yourself or never heard of it, you've experienced it. You've gone to a website for the first time and then all of a sudden, yeah. And then all of a sudden their ads ads are following you. you Right. They follow you to Mm -hmm. Facebook and they follow you to Google. And I've had people ask me, how does that happen? How did, how is somebody spying on me? You know, how do they know? (laughs) Well, Stephen's just explained exactly how that happens. That's what the cookie, you probably heard of cookies. That's what the cookies or the pixel, you know, as Facebook says, is about it it knows what you were interested in and it's just trying to give you more of the same they're trying to be helpful actually Mm -hmm. by giving you more of what you were looking at because they know that's what you were interested in Mm -hmm. and so then for offline businesses so obviously you can't like stick like a little gps (laughs) like chip (laughs) into a tattoo on everyone that comes right yeah but i mean there there are ways that that you can ensure that even if they don't buy anything, like if you have some, you know, maybe it's a free offer of information or something that you can get them. So if they come in once, you can ensure that the relationship is started. So maybe they didn't buy in the first time, but yeah, there's sometimes a way it's a to coupon. We're having a sale at this time. Come back. You'll get 20% off, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a million ways to do it, but like, so it's, you, you want, if someone comes to either your website or your business, you want to do whatever you can to at least start the relationship. So if a purchase wasn't made, and especially if a purchase is made, having some way to capture them as a customer, right? To like be able to continue to, to continue your conversation with them. So online, it's easy, just like remarketing. It's like one line of code that you stick on your site. With offline, you might need to get creative and, and customized for your exact business. But to anyone who comes in who who is now in your world, you want to keep them there because you know you probably did something, some advertising, some promotion, some word of mouth, something that got them in there, and you don't want to lose that opportunity. Right. You want to capitalize on all of your opportunities. Right. And then you're making the most of that traffic and increasing your conversions. Listen, I have another question for you, but I think it'll take a little explaining. Can you hold on through one break for me? Of course. Oh, thank you so much. You're listening to Act Local, Marketing for Small Business. We will be back with Stephen Dar and this last question, you're gonna and you're going to want a pencil and paper, pen and paper with you afterwards. Max Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Once there was a smart baby boomer that loved her business. She knew that to grow it, she would need marketing. So she went for a search on the internet and came across all sorts of social media. She went on all the sites and opened accounts, but after starting profiles on all of them, she began to feel overwhelmed. 
to do all the marketing experts told her to do was just too big a task. She needed a change. Because she was a smart entrepreneur, she chose two of the popular social media sites to market her business. But after months and months, it didn't seem to make any difference. And she saw other savvy business owners using different sites here and blogging over there. When suddenly, she noticed more clever baby boomers going to iKalen.com and leaving so happy she just had to see for herself. iKalen.com helped her make a marketing plan to grow her business that wasn't too big and wasn't too little. It was just right. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Hey now, it's Kaylin Amadio, and you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And I have a wonderful guest here today, Steve Dar. He is the author of Profit Hacking. Uh, and we have been getting tons of gold nuggets, and he's pointed out the flaw in most of my personal marketing around my business, right? You never, the cobbler's kid never has shoes, right? So what you do for someone else is different than what you end up doing for yourself quite often. It's, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And the fact that <clears throat> you you know you build your store you build your website and you get all excited you might do all the right things and it might be lovely but you haven't put all the other systems in place that once somebody gets there they buy from you or you know what they like or you're able to continue the relationship or build the relationship we don't always take those next steps because we get excited about the beginning and it's the next steps in the the profit hacking formula that are going to really build the profit into your business. So the question I have uh, for Steve that you're all going to profit from is in his book, The Profit Hacking Formula, he has a framework for accelerating growth. And I want him to share a little bit of that with us, if you would, Steve. Of course. So the the framework is... I mean, if you think about, and, and we've we've touched on it a little bit in the earlier segment, is where is your leverage in business? And so we talked about the existing customers. We talked about conversion, and so you know, it's it's not always that difficult to if someone has bought something from you, especially maybe like your lowest level service, and then they've gotten great results is to think about your, your back end, right? And not, not your buttocks, but the, the back end of your, your product and service offerings. So if like, let's say you're uh, maybe like a chiropractor of some sort. And so you have your general sessions. So someone buys one and then like the next thing up is a continuity plan where they're paying you weekly or monthly. And then beyond that, like you might be interested in having like partnering with nutritionists or other healers that like you can come in and have customized plans that will 
um, increase your health and your wellness. Maybe even do like weekend retreats where like you're going to teach them like here's how you can change your your diet, your lifestyle, your exercises that you're going to feel more energy, more more vitality, more whatever, and that and so a lot of times what happens is when people start like thinking bigger about how can I charge more? How can I add more value? And really it's the value comes first. So as you add more value, then you're able to charge more. Then they start thinking about, Oh, how do I like just market this and give it to everyone? But you might burn some people out or scare some people away. And it's really like an ascension model. Right. And so if you think of it almost like a pyramid at the top is your most expensive, most exclusive, most prestigious or highest value offering. It's the most expensive, but maybe you only offer it to people who are, who like went up a couple levels. So you use, and some people do loss leaders at the, at the start, right? And they, right. they might even need right. right. So you might have like a loss leader or a break even like a, a self liquidating offer or like a low profit thing just to, that is like a no brainer, um, irresistible offer, so to speak. And then you get people in, blow them away with your expertise, your value, your service, your products, whatever it might be. And then you show them how else you can serve them, how you can serve them on a bigger level, how you can change their life, change their, whatever it is that, that you serve. And so there's really like economics monetization is the backbone of the profit hacking formula. Even though I, I'm like a conversion guy at heart. I talk about conversion a lot. That's what I mostly do for my clients. It's everything becomes easier with better monetization, better economics. So if you have clients, customers who either are on maybe like some sort of subscription plan or membership plan where like each month their value, the ROI of getting a customer gets better and better and better, then it's, it's easy to like, so much pressure is taken off of the, the conversion side because you can convert a much lower percentage of people and still be wildly profitable and successful. Right. And it also just psychologically, like from a sales perspective, it makes it a lot easier because it, so it, this works, I, I believe in a lot of ways. Like if you need something, like if you need it, like it's almost like a repulsion, like people can feel that like you need this sale or like you like whatever. And so when, when you're really acting on like razor thin margins and profits and like you like need the, yeah, the, the desperation people to come through, comes through. Yeah, exactly. Then it's a lot tougher, but like if you can, if you can relax and trust in a, a back end system or your conversion process or your ability to, really strongly and properly monetize the people that come through, then it just takes so much pressure off and it becomes easier to, to go out and get people. And it also becomes easier to, um, to get traffic because you can pay for it profitably. And especially if we're talking about, you know, the director's deck, direct response marketing principles where you're tracking and measuring and testing and improving, then it just gets better and better and better over time as you, you perfect the various parts of, of the process. Right. And, and these, um, this formula can be done offline and online. Don't think that this is just uh, website conversion stuff. I mean, Steve is, has done, 
he's spoken a lot of examples of actual local brick and mortar stuff. It's obvious when you think about websites uh, and even the little bit you may know about digital marketing, you've experienced it as a consumer, likely time and time and time and time again. But you can literally take these same ideas and bring them into your business, like Steve was saying with the you know, a chiropractor partnering with other health practitioners so that you can offer more to your end clients. You know, the dry cleaner who starts to look at their top 5% of clients and say, we would love to come pick up your dry cleaning for free. We'll do it and we'll drop it back to you because that's what a great customer you are and we value you. I mean, imagine the word of mouth, you know, and, and the goodness that would come from giving that kind of service and then the other people who know that this is the funny thing about people who know that you give that service to your best clients who suddenly want to be one of those best clients so that they can have that service. There's lots of things uh, that you can do at the local level as well uh, as on you know your digital side that make these things come true. Yeah. And just like a couple, because what you said sparked a couple of thoughts is, you know, depending on who your best customer is, if you know that they're from a certain neighborhood or like the most affluent areas of your town, city, whatever, I mean, you can do like every door direct mail type stuff. You can potentially like, so if you're, you can partner with the dry cleaner of the, the nice areas or the towns that are your, in the towns that are generally have your ideal prospect, your best customers, because the dry cleaners already have, you know, all the local people (laughs) going to them. And so maybe if you're a restaurant, like you can offer them like a free meal because like, you know, that like if you treat them like kings at your meal and your cert and your food's really good, they might, that might become the restaurant of choice and they might entertain and bring people in or, you know, and I, I actually hesitate. Like I'm not always in love with free and discounts and couponing. Cause I think it's kind of like puts you at a, um, a disadvantage, disadvantaged position. It's actually why I think Groupon is, um, yeah. not always a great solution yeah, for, for local businesses, yeah. but, uh, like, I mean, I like it as a consumer, although I haven't bought anything from Groupon in probably two or three years, but I, I, used I to. don't think it's great um, for the, for the business owner most of the time. Right. Yeah. There's obviously some situation, like you don't want to speak in absolutes, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you can get creative, right. And, and find ways to reach the the pockets of traffic or customers that, that you need, whether it's online or offline, there's ways to do it. Right. Well, and that restaurant example that you just gave, you can always promise that if you accidentally spill our wonderful food on your garment while you're here, will pay for your dry cleaning down the street, you know, right. Create some synergies that, you know, create a community so that people think, you know, we're all in this together and let's eat good food together and let's patronize our great dry cleaner and bring your friends and family so that we can all do more of the same. You know, it really is about creating a community online and offline. That's what, that's what will make it all happen. So um, tell people where they can find you. What's the website for your company? Yeah, so conversionforgood.com, that is the website for my conversion optimization agency. Basically, we make websites as effective, basically turn them into the best possible salesman they can be. So turn traffic into visitors or turn traffic into customers, clients, whatever. And then profithacking.com if you want to learn more about the book. Right. 
So, and remember, at 1 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday, we uh, produce another episode of the podcast at actlocalmarketing.com. And you can always come back and use the search feature if you can't remember uh, what date this came out. You need to come back and get these links. They will always be in this particular show's page. But let me just remind you, uh, Steve Dar's company website is Conversion for Good, and that's not the digit for, it's the word for, F-O-R, Conversion for Good, just as it should be spelled in English language. I always have to say stuff like that because people get wacky with um, their options on their URLs. Conversionforgood.com. And if you want to know more about the book, you can go to, which is the Profit Hacking Formula. You can go to Profit Hacking, also spelled like it should be, .com, ProfitHacking.com, and get a copy of the book, which will help you with many of these principles um, that Steve has figured out, you know, in his mission to help those poor school teachers that were getting the short end of the stick, it sounds like. Um, his journey is starting to come full circle and being able to help all of us at a price point that you cannot turn down how can how can you turn down being able to buy a you know spend a few dollars on a book that's going to help you completely change the conversion that you're experiencing within your your business because really it's not about chasing the new customers people it's really not it's a it's about dealing with the customers you already you already have you've heard me talk about the 80 20 rule it, it's really an important rule to keep in mind don't constantly go out and look for those new customers, look look at the top 20% of what you already have everywhere in your business and figure out how to make more of that, you know, with what you've got. The, the, they're just such good principles to keep in mind. So, Steve, it was great talking to you today. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm glad you could make time. And remember, I, I mentioned already, 1 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday. We release a new episode. You can find us at actlocalmarketing.com. And until next time, I would very much like you all to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. Have a question for Act Local? Email Kaylin at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kaylin a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.